0: It's time now to say good morning to our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela.
1: Hello! Lots of good to you again to the rest of the listeners as well. Um, I'm hoping that you have faith now that you've seen Tottenham doing, you know, a little bit of a, you know, <laughs> not London, at least.
0: You know, I haven't been following for a bit, but I must tell you, it it, it yeah. pains me no end to think that Tottenham will finish above us. <laughs> so... I, I, I can't take any more pain at this point, Clive, okay. so let's just move along. Fair
1: Asian enough. markets.
0: Yeah, the yeah. Asian markets, now mostly mixed, uh, but they're continuing to show some strength, especially the now, emerging market currencies.
1: If you look at the currencies, I mean, we, we, we did say even yesterday, they started looking very strong. I, I think it has more to do with the fact that uh, the dollar has weakened. I think that's, that's considerably the reason why even the South African rand still continues to enjoy some sort of strength as well. But the, on the Asian market side, the ringgit, for example, looking very, very strong. If you look at the yuan as well, very, very strong, that by 0.86%. You haven't seen that in a while. Um, and also uh, some very strange other uh, currencies, for example, uh, the dinglet, um, which they use in uh, uh, South Asia, um, so also very, very positive um, um, earlier on in the early hours of this morning. So what does this tell us? It tells us that um, the, the, the momentum is not coming from the fact that those markets have actually strengthened themselves. Uh, but most of it has to do with the fact that we have seen a little bit of a slump, especially in the energy sector, which has hit a lot of the U.S. companies, if you would have seen the S&P 500 yesterday. And so it's starting to contribute positively uh, to those particular currencies. The problem we have is that these currencies, just like the Japanese Yen, rely on their currencies actually being weaker. Those countries rely very much on their currencies being weaker so that they can uh, have a more aggressive Um, um, export number. So, unfortunately, despite the fact that they have strengthened in terms of uh, their currencies themselves, it's not positive in the sense that it is creating a little bit of a problem for their exports because they start to increase in price and it becomes very difficult to sell uh, their goods uh, to other countries.
0: And then uh, China, they are extending controls on wealth uh, so that officials can look beyond Beijing.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Scallops, they've got them now, yeah. No. You know what they do is like, you know, this is very interesting. They're actually restricting the family members. So because they know, you know, the, the, this is part of the, the tigers, and remember we had the monkeys, and now we have, I don't know what these, these guys are called. But they're not allowed. The officials in China who have made billions overnight, over the last 10 years, um, illegally, apparently illegally so. They've been restricted from doing business within Beijing and other uh, 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 regions in China, including Xinjiang and Xinhua as well. So these guys are not allowed to do business. They've even tracked their family members to make sure that these guys don't trade at all in China. They've added regulations to make sure that business activity does not take place between them and their families because some of them what they do is they go back into the country and they make it as if oh, cousin, sister. their cousin sister is looking very rich all of a sudden and then they start doing their businesses for them. So now they've put restrictions to that as well to make sure that the regulation is taking place. What is the big plot behind this? Sakina? The big plot behind is, is that China's um, uh, Communist Party is trying to cramp down on corruption that has led a lot of officials uh, taking money and not actually getting it to the people that it needs to get to. And so this is part of Xi Jinping's plan to bring down corruption. And that's why China has become one of the trusted countries again. You know, when the data used to come out before, we never trusted it. But now it's becoming more and more open and people are starting to believe in China again. All attempts, of course, to make sure that more investments come into China as well.
0: Hmm. And then, uh, concerning report by Stats SA yesterday showing the effects of a slowing economy,
1: you know, in Sizulu, uh, the statistics yesterday that I was going through. It, it, it's taking like, it. Like, you know, it underlines the how severe the slowdown in the economy is and how it impacts on young people. So you know, we we uh, I am one person who advocates a lot of time to try and get young people to get to work. It is very, very difficult. Especially when you know, they go through training. And you know, government has done a lot obviously in terms of these CETAs that we have. I work a lot with the like the likes of the MER the in the services seat, set up. We try and get these young people into this program so that they can get some sort of experience and exposure. Uh, but then when they go out to work, um, it's still very difficult because obviously what they do through the training and when they get to the working place, it becomes very difficult. And I speak to business, and they say, we take these young people in and it's very difficult for them to actually get practical ex- um, uh, uh, um, experience for them. So what they have to do then is then train them again. And for them as business, it becomes more of a difficult issue because it means that they have to spend on training again despite these kids having gone through this. And it all goes back to where the standard of the education is. If that is not up to par, if that is not up to standards, it becomes very, very difficult for these young people to be attractive. Remember not so long ago we spoke about the black middle class as the strong gate uh, to our economic reform. That has collapsed because uh, a lot, a lot more black people have actually entered into what we call, um, uh, it's become very difficult for them, they've become dead ridden. So what's happened is, Um, all those nice things that we used to experience, that we saw the surge of the black middle class, it's all collapsing. The black diamonds, as we used to call them, it's all collapsing because there's not enough entrepreneurs, there's not enough people creating enough jobs to suck up or to take up what is available, the people who are available, who are graduating, who are matriculating, who are moving out of school. So the question is, how do we do it? We need to build a strong middle class, Akina. We need a very strong middle class. The only way you build a strong middle class is to create sustainable jobs and by like supporting small to medium enterprises and also working with business and private sector to try and make sure that this does happen. So it is very sad that we cannot create enough jobs to take on these young people who are eager to learn and to get experience.